up, guys? Lalo J here, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris, say hello to the peoples. Hello, peoples. Also joining us from wherever the fuck he's at. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Our other co-host, Miguelinho. What's popping? I can see y'all this time. Yeah. <laughs> you look like one of the golden girls. I dig it. <laughs> and joining us from Veteran with a Sign, Jay Blancas. What's up, y'all? How you doing? How you been, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, you know, just figured I'd come on and uh, say what's up. Yeah, so I couldn't join earlier, but I saw that you were speaking to Tulsi Gabbard. Is that right? That was actually uh, my partner. Uh, we oh, okay. Warfighter on the page, but his name is Zach. Oh, okay. Um, so Zach was talking to her. But, yeah, that was a really interesting conversation. We got her to do a sign today um, that was really, really uh like we far exceeded my expectations for anything that anybody was ever going to post ever. I never thought that, uh, you know, we would go from telling random jokes about the military to quoting Nelson Mandela, you know, dude, like, like I, I look at, I look at the signs and some of them are funny to me. And then, then I'm like, I don't understand that lingo. That's military lingo. And I'm like, mm, it might be funny, but I don't know what it means. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like anything else, you know, like yeah. you get some good ones in there and then some of them kind of flop and, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, it, when when you get to quote Nelson Mandela, I mean, come on. That's deep, dog. Yeah. So, right? uh, I'm not going to lie. If I got haircuts at the PX, I'd be afraid to check out your page, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miguelinho is a depend bottomless. I'm a Navy yeah. guy. Well, uh, Dependa bro is the, the PC term. Oh, my bad. My bad. Okay. We call them depend dudes. Instead of, <laughs> Shit. Yo, you just blew my mind. I have another term to use now on my resume. <laughs> well, just make sure you put the wife's rank up there, you know? Oh. This way when you claim when you claim your service, you're good to go, you hey, know. You know, I'm not gonna say exactly what it is, but let's just say I expect salutes at the front gate. But obviously <laughs> <laughs> Right. They're going to give you the number one salute. <laughs> oh, well, it, yeah. it's good to know you're number one. You know, it's even better when people tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into it, this is what I know about you so far. Okay. And correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're BJJ Cousins because of yes. our lineage. Ten Planet Lombard right here. This dude is Ten Planet Atlanta right here. Uh, the other... Okay. The, the Puerto Rican on the bottom. Yeah, the, okay. power, the power bottom. Uh, you train on uh, 10 Planet uh, Lombard under Oca Ocasio. Shout yes, out. Shout out to yes, him. I, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't know him personally, but I, I, I followed him for freaking years. So I know who he is. Uh, you also are a blue belt who fights at heavyweight. No. <laughs> I'm fat right now because I'm coming off a knee injury, man. Oh, what I, happened? Uh, I was I was training at a gym out in uh, Virginia in uh, Quantico area, and uh, I I got caught in a leg lock, and I, I thought I was out. Yeah. Dude had me in Ashi. I'm I'm clearing that foot out of my hip, and I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I move, he moves, and all of a sudden, pop. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You, know, oh. you should have been like, you know, not trying to name drop, but being Brian Stan had a sick training session. Right. Well, I mean, like I, I've trained with uh, uh, one of the gyms. I tr I'm right outside of Chicago, right? So uh, the gym I used to train at is called uh, Midwest Training Center. 
Mm-hmm. Um, out of there, you had uh, Clay Guida back in the day. You had uh, uh, Pearl Gonzalez came out of there. Yep. Uh, Curtis Blades trained there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like we've had some names in there. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Jeff Curran used to train there. I mean, Jeff had Curran, some, he's a stud. Yeah, we've had some beasts out of there. Um, so I mean, I figured I was good to go. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, you want to train leg locks? Cool, let's do it. And I just got caught. That's all that happened. Mm. But partial tear to the MCL, partial tear oh. to the LCL. Mm. So, and then the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs was like, mm, well, it's not falling off. So, like, I don't know that we need to operate on it. But, like, you know, we'll just, it is what it is. But, no, I'm usually a welterweight. What did you say, baby? I'm sorry? Best we can do is glue. <laughs> if they would have glued it, I would have been happy. Oh, man. They'd be like, we'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> they gave me an immediate x-ray, and then a month later is when they finally came around and gave me the MRI. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, God, damn, take this. your time, guys. Yeah, it has to go three hours for his VA stuff. I'm like, it's like, hey, I only, I only serve this country. No big deal, you know? Right, no, not at all, not at all. Jesus Christ, man! But then I do my, uh, I do all my striking out of uh, Maximus Muay Thai out in uh, under uh, Glory Fighter Richard Abraham. Oh, shout out to them! And yeah. you got some, you got some love coming your way here uh, from uh, my son Chris Crawford. Oh, okay. Love my TMP Lumber fam. Yep, he's a uh, he's a brown belt competitor. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so here's another one that we know about you. You special you specialize in the great equalizer, which is the dick kick. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the accidental foul, yeah. <laughs> yeah, accidental. I, I don't know what my it bad. is. It's just, just the <laughs> angle it's the angle of my 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 particularly my left round uh, round kick. When I go kick into the leg, it, instead of coming across like this or coming down like that chopping angle it rides up and every time it slides up the thigh and right into the cup. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Chris, you love those, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, feels so good. And uh, let's see one more thing here. It says you hate collar shirts, you hate shaving, but you love America. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, I just trimmed this down. This way, I looked uh, kind of pretty for you guys, you know. Bro, you're like a true Puerto Rican right there. Yeah, man. So I man. hate shaving too. Look at, look at this mess. You know, I'm not gonna try. I try not to look up, so you guys can't see this neck beard I got going on. Bro, but, but sometimes, sometimes you do look Arabic, though. Chris is naked face over there. What's going on, Chris? Yeah, I, I oh, just no. shaved mine off so, a little while ago. Yeah, he oh, yeah. has to be careful, man. He I gets got... confused for Fred Durst all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put on the hat so he can see. Yeah, man. No. Paparazzi. <laughs> <is crazy. laughs> he hates it. He hates it. Yeah, I did my winter beard, and then uh, about mid, about yeah, about mid January, I went and shaved it off. If you notice, it coincides with the time we called him Fred Durst. So yeah, Ooh. actually, it just kind of worked out that way. But yeah. yeah. Sure, but yeah, it's well, cool. you know, fine. It, it tends to be one of those things, you know, where like they they happen like they, they happen on the same timeline, but not like cause and effect, you know. Mm. Or at least, Chris, I'm on your side of this one. Don't worry. Thank you. you. I, you'll be the only one. Kind of my, my best guess was that his wife told him to shave it, and he did it all for the nuki. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just needed to go and get it 
reshaped because I'd kind of let it go about two weeks without having it shaped up. So it was starting to get a little raggedy yeah. on the bottom and everything. So I was just like, eh, it's time to go. So I get like that on the sides right here. Cause like this one grows a little bit higher and mm-hmm. then I wind up chasing my friggin' line. And next thing you know, yep. I have a goatee and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, Bro, exactly. I, I bought this thing on Amazon. It's like a shaper. It's like a plastic comb. I've seen those. Oh, Bro. And I just put it on the side and like, eh, and good to go. Good to go. Uh, we got another comment here. Let's see who is it. Oh, look who it is. It's Egghead. Egghead. There we go. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> That's uh, also another military dude right there. So shout out to him. Okay. Well, bless him, man. Bless up. What branch of the of the service did you serve on there? So I did four years in the Marine Corps Infantry. Uh, All right. Attached to a unit, uh, first battalion. Oh shit! First <laughs> battalion, six Marines. Uh, out of Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, uh, did two tours in Afghanistan, uh, fighting in two towns uh, near the Pakistani border in uh, a town called Garmshire in 2008 and a city called Marja in 2010. Uh, oh, me, me and my partner on the uh, on the page were both uh, together the whole time. Oh, nice. uh, we we're in the same platoon, and then the second deployment, we were in the same squad after my squad leader got uh, wounded. Oh, damn. So he wound up taking over my squad. So he was he was my boss then, and now here we are, uh, what eleven years later, working still working together. That's awesome though, because that's you know you serve together, so you know that that's your home. He's got your back no matter what. Well, that's the thing is you get a lot of these veteran guys that come on and they're like, oh yeah, no, we were in the army together. Like no, you were in the army at the same time. There's a big difference there. Yeah. You know, like you were. There's some overlap of a, like six months or something, and like you're saying you were together. Like no, me and him, like I slept here and he was like ten feet that way. You know. Yeah, you guys were in the suck together, man. That's, yeah. That's rough, you know. Is that yeah. what they call it? Maybe the suck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, it, it was a great job. It was something that I'm very proud I got to do. Um, like it definitely changed my life in a positive direction. Cause before the Marine Corps, I was, I was a, a big knucklehead involved in the street life and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, this straightened me out and gave me a, uh, a, a means to correct my behavior, uh, taught me a little discipline and it paid for my college. I'm in my last semester at uh, university of Illinois, Chicago. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Congrats. Getting my bachelor's in business management. Fuck yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, the only business I ever thought I was going to be involved in growing up would be like, uh, you know, something with the cartels or something, man. I don't know. Street pharmacy? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Urban pharmacology. There you go. There go. Okay, my bad. You know, names get updated. You know, I'm a little bit older, I think, so I don't know. I, I put some thought into it. Don't worry. Okay. All right, cool. So what was the inspiration behind, you know, Veteran with the sign? Well, um, Zach had, so, uh, my partner is the one, he's the, uh, uh, progenitor of the whole thing. Um, he was looking at, uh, uh, this, this Instagram page called dude with sign. And okay. I'm, I'm sure you've seen him. He's a hipster that goes yeah, out yeah. holds a sign up. And we saw that and we're like, man, he's like, man, you know, I, I think I could do that with the military. Like we have, uh, uh, like our own little lingo, our own acronyms, stuff like right. that. Um, there's a way that we can do this and make this work. So, um, you know, he, he wanted to put a military spin on it. And it just started off as like telling jokes and like trying to something we could do during quarantine. Um, his, his, so this wife, is new. 
Yeah, yeah. This is only about a year. Uh, we're not uh, even at a full year yet. And we're at uh, earlier today, it was like 62 and a half thousand followers on Instagram. Um, got another, I don't know, like 5K almost on, on Facebook. And then we're starting on the Twitter Twitter, we ran into like a character limit, so it's not veteran yeah. with a sign, it's vet with a sign. Ah, but okay. yeah, man, we're just getting started. But I mean, it's cool that we've been able to have this. It evolved from like just telling jokes for like us and our friends to this thing where now like we're mental health advocates. And uh, um, Zach has a history, or um, not a history, what do you call it? Um, Background? Yeah, there we go. Has a background in uh, mental health. Uh, he's got a, a bachelor's in psychology. Oh shit! And um, yes. you know, we both also have a business background as well. Um, so I mean, this has just been something that's really cool, where we get to support uh, veterans organizations as well as veterans either transitioning, active duty, having issues, uh, stuff like that. Uh, we've been able to influence a little bit of the military policy as as far as it relates to uh certain units like there was a, a unit that wasn't allowing their non-commissioned officers to go home for uh christmas leave was that the rifle it, incident uh no that was oh. with that was three six on the east coast we're talking about a west coast unit here um but we were able to band together get a couple of instagram pages and and uh, get some people some memes floating around and and uh they wound up, you know, I'm not going to say it was because of us, but those kids got to go home. So oh, that's, that's awesome, man. Like, cause I know um, in incidents like that, like I mentioned, I hate to cut you off this way, but I've heard of extreme measures of, of a meme page floating. They accuse members in the unit of running it and then they get pooped on. Right. Right. So it's no. cool that you guys speak out for them, man. Well, I mean, my DD 214 outranks their article 15, you know, mm -hmm. like they're, they're not going to bring me up on charges. What are you going to do? Call me back to active service a decade after I've been out? Fuck you. Hey, come back in. We're going to court martial your ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I think not. I think not. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we, we, we're doing what we can to help the kids. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to say kids. I mean, they're just younger than me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of them are our age. But, uh, you know, the these young men and women uh, serving our country deserve – the opportunity to have somebody looking out for them when their command isn't, you know. Mm -hmm. What is the major things that you guys see when, when these guys are trying to transition out of, you know, military service into civilian life? Well, what do you think is the biggest problem that they're having? Well, Zach and I talk about this all the time, and this is something that, uh, um, you know, we've, we've kind of decided on, and it's held pretty true. You know, when you're, when you're, in the when you're in the service you're constantly around the same people all the time you're all evolving together going through the same stuff and then when you get out you're with your family and they didn't go through any of it so you start to talk to them and you start to feel alienated and you know what we wanted to do with this page was create a community where you know now we got all these different veterans feeling the same way but using social media we can go ahead and get them uh, linked together where now all of a sudden you have a friend in, I don't know, Idaho, and you might only know his, his or her screen name or whatever username, but screen name, you see here, hold on, I'm over here. Right. Like, That's old Bro, I understood what you meant. You mean your, 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 your handle, your cosign, whatever. Yeah, but for, the, for the youngins listening, you know, youngins watching. 
But oh, they should they shouldn't watch us for sure. No, they, we've yeah. had we've had issues, and we've told people do not let the young ones watch this. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. But I mean, you know, this is this is the main thing that we wanted to do was create community, and uh, we've been able to pretty successfully do that. And it's been awesome that we've had um, Tim Kennedy has done a sign for us. He's a stud. Tulsi Gabbard is, you know, did today's sign, the one that uh, was released on uh, January 29th, if you're watching this after. Um, you know, but it's just been it's just been really cool, man. That's that's really the whole thing, being able to help people and still have fun with it because it's something that, I mean, we're trying to, we're constantly kicking around ideas for different jokes and things that, you know, talk to our, our core group of military followers and veterans and then trying to expand into things that are just like takes on society as a whole without being political or uh, involved in any uh, any number of the social justice wars, you know. Um, Is this her? Yeah, yeah that's uh, a former, represent former representative Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. There is no such thing as part freedom. Man, that's uh, like Miguelinho said earlier, that's pretty deep. Right? I mean, if you if you like put it within an American context, it's like uh, give me some liberty or give me death. Like it just doesn't just doesn't sound right. And somebody said somebody I forget the the username, but somebody had mentioned that in the comments. Um, and it just it just doesn't hit the same, you know. Mm -hmm. But Dude, I mean that that is such a big thing. I mean, this woman was pretty much running for president at one point. Yep. Uh, she was absolutely yeah. Um, it, it's been great that she's been so supportive of the page. Um, and it's pretty cool that it happened today that, you know, we can talk to you about it or yeah. I can talk to you about it. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you listen to her on Rogan and, and she's like the only one that sounds halfway sane when, when you hear these other politicians talk. It's the like, first politicians. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't do politics because to me, they're all the same. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. It's like going to a car dealer. Yeah, yeah. And but when you when you hear this woman talk, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, so I don't know. Well, well the thing is, is she's reasonable. Yeah, um, that's that's the word that I was looking for. Reasonable. If even if she doesn't agree with you, um, I feel like she tries to at least understand your perspective and then it takes that and puts that into her thought process as opposed to being like uh, no, you're wrong. Screw you. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I hate, man. That's what I I don't I don't like politics at all because yeah. of that. It's like you're either on my team or you're not, and I'm like, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm I can see both both points of view. I'm yeah. I'm in the middle. You know, well, like. Well, the other thing is is how can, you know, we've got we've got two parties. We've got two teams. Imagine how boring the NFL would be if there was two teams. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Imagine how boring uh, boxing would be if there was only two fighters. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh, two weight classes. Like it's just a, right. <laughs> hey, Matt and Anderson, you're breaking up, baby. Oh, wow. Your internet is crap. Oh. Imagine, imagine watching uh, fighting. You know, Anderson Silva and Chris Levin every week. <laughs> That's not going to end up well. It's going to be the same outcome. Wait a second, Chris Levin now or back then? I watch old Chris leaving over and over and over again. 
when yeah, so I watch new Chris leaving over and over and over again. Yeah, I don't know about that. Hey, speaking of uh, bare knuckle, when is Paige fighting? Oh, did she just fight? No. Isn't that this weekend? I don't think she's oh, fighting. Right. I think that's this weekend or next weekend. Let's find out. Oh. I'm excited see. to see that. February 5th, it looks like. Is that yeah. 5th? Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yep. January 5th. Next week. weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's uh, going to be interesting. She's got good hands. I'm really. Oh, look. There's Chris Lieben on that card, too. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of the devil. <laughs> is no, this, uh, who is this guy? He looks like Eugene from the WWE. <laughs> he looks like a cross between Eugene and like. And Ron Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's oh, oh, but yeah, I, I want to see her fight. She's got some good hands. Her, that fight with uh, uh, her and Watterson was a damn good fight. Mm-hmm. Her fight with uh, Beck Rollins was pretty good, too. Yeah, that's a solid fight. Yeah. I like Beck. A lot of people don't like her because she's a little brash, but I like her. I like the attitude. I like the look. I like the uh, mm-hmm. I, I like I like her her boxing. Um, but, I mean, if anything's left to be desired, I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is in a fighter, except maybe, uh, you know, like more of a win streak. But I, I, I think she's hot, personally. I mean, I like the tattoos, you know. I uh, I like the shaped sides on the head. You know, sometimes she comes with dreads. Sometimes, you know, she's got, you know, purple hair. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig it all, so. I'm oh, she's exciting to watch, man. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of people like that that are exciting to watch. You know, um, uh, like, yeah, I used to train with uh, Pearl Gonzalez. And she's yeah. incredible to watch. She's what, Templana San Diego now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think officially she's out of Spring Valley, but yeah. Oh, Spring Valley. San Diego. San Diego right. or Spring Valley. The, the, they G- the same thing, the freaks. Yeah, Geo and Boogie, uh, 10 Planet Freaks own four. Right. So. right. They got, uh, well, I thought uh, it was what? Uh, the one in uh, Spring Valley, Oceanside, San Diego. They all trained like, it's like, so I think their main striking coach is this dude named Manolo. He has some killers under him. Yeah. They all like train at San Diego, but then also go to the yeah. other ones. Yeah, well, from what I understand, he was uh, he was a beast when he was fighting. Yep, yeah, dude, he's created like he's like the typical like you know like in a badass sports movie where you have like the coach that's been through it back in his day and then just right. coaches the next generation of killers. That's yeah. what this guy seen because he has Alima McFarland from Bellator, mm-hmm. yep. former champ. Then he has Pearl. Then he oh, has she Pearl. lost the belt. She lost. Yeah, the belt, unfortunately. Yep. Was, ah, damn it. Day. That was a tough fight to watch yep. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, dude, but she was so gracious though with it too, which made me like her even more. That's a that's a Hawaiian. Yep, her, you know? Hawaiian that's Hawaiian. A, that uh, Aloha. What do they call that? The the Aloha vibes or yeah, whatever it is. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, Damn but uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, she's ready to watch. Then you had a. I think he coaches Liz Carmouche technically too. Yeah, I think Liz is there. Uh, Liz is a Marine. I yep. messaged her from the page. Uh, a while ago, trying to get her to do a sign for us about like McMap or like Marine Corps martial arts or something like that. Because I know you guys like to post a lot of uh, uh, fails and stuff like that on, on the Instagram, on McDojo Life Instagram. And um, that's like, Rob. Is that Rob? <laughs> yeah, that's Rob all day. Okay. But yeah, yeah I know that he posts a lot of that stuff. So I'm like, oh man, maybe if I can get her up here putting something funny, you know, maybe he'd kick it out and whatever. And you guys have a bigger audience than we do. So I mean, the only way that we've been able to make this work is is through relationships with with people like you guys, you know. 
because uh, I mean, if we had to be stuck in the veterans box, we'd be stuck there all day. Because ve- veterans are just like kind of cannibals, and if they don't like you, they just want to like eat you up so that you go away. You know. And well, if they I, like you, they eat you up and fuck with you nonstop. And yeah, cause, yeah. Because I have I have quite a few that live in my neighborhood and that I've grown up with and things like that. And that's why I get along with them really good because there's not really anything that's off the table to get fucked with. Everything's right. on board. Yeah, so, pretty much. I mean, so it, works, it works well. You that's know. an accurate statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back to the comment earlier about well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this in, Chris. So sure. the, the the veterans that make uh. Uh, make everything, make fun of everything and whatever, and, and the good coaches. I'm going to tie these two together. Uh, first of all, Richard Abraham, great coach, but I've, been, I've only been with him about a year. Um, my coach prior to that, my striking coach prior to that, is a guy named Barry Hoppin out of uh, Midwest Training Center. He used to tr- uh, train under uh, Pat Militage back in the day. Uh, old school striking coach, great guy, Air Force veteran, um, but he's also one of those guys that like, he'll, you show up a little fat. He's like, Hey, uh, is that a Yokohama or uh, <laughs> what's going on around your waist? There, buddy? <laughs> but then, you know, like, you know, maybe, maybe like I've been stressed or whatever, smoking cigarettes. Like I know I shouldn't or whatever. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey Bubba, you smell like an ashtray. What's going on? <laughs> You know, f- fifth round of pad work comes around. He's like, hey, fatty, feeling them cigarettes, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, like, I, I I love that dude to death. But he's another one that he's worked with Pearl directly because uh, Pearl's originally from here in Chicago. Um, and she's worked with the head coach over there. Um, and he brought uh, Barry in about six years ago or something like that. But I did a lot of work with him, and that dude's fucking fantastic. He's another one of those that makes fun of everything, but also like teaches you, um, I mean, pretty much everything you need to know. Yeah, it's one of those things you got to get. If you can, you can get like some of these guys have been friends for 20, 30 years with me. It's once you get past that, you, you've got to eat a little bit of the shit sandwich with them, and right. just you know deal with it. Then you kind of get in the club. Like you know, buddy of mine, Doran, I've known him twenty four years. He's uh, army he served overseas he was armor he's a small guy so uh, me and him talked and i was like man I, I really you know if i join i, I want to do armor and he's like your fat ass couldn't fit in the largest <laughs> fucking carrier we got i'm like man shit you know i've got active duty navy down the road and i roast him just non-stop because uh two houses down is retired air force and then uh this way is a retired marine so we all get together for our neighborhood barbecues and things like that. And it gets, uh, it gets fun. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. I had a apartment a while ago. Um, I had, uh, a soldier veteran, an army veteran and a Marine veteran and an air force veteran, like all, all in the same, like across the parking lot from each other. So we just go and have a couple beers in the parking lot. It turned into like 3 AM in one of their backyards, like neighbors coming out yelling at us. <laughs> Yeah, we did a we did our last, uh, little uh, block party, and uh, everybody was getting their food and stuff like that. And the Navy guy was like, "Oh man, hold on, I, I gotta go get. I've got something special for you." Talking to the Marine, he goes inside, gets some of his kids' crayons, puts them on a plate. After <laughs> the block party, he's like, "Here you go, man. Here. Like, I, I know you know it's been a few years since you've been out, but this will this will refresh the the taste buds for you." And 
He actually ate one just to fuck with oh, him. Oh, man. Like, that's committed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that's committed to the joke there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, you have to be. So. It's like, tastes like chicken. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, the kids didn't know what to do because he's sitting oh, there like, just munching on a crayon, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Their life was alive. They're like, wait a minute. I thought I wasn't supposed to eat those. Right? Yeah. How come he did And then you've seen they have those crayon uh, uh, bubble gums, the chewing yeah. gums. Yeah. Yo, they made gummies, too. <laughs> gummies? Damn. Like, it comes in a big ass thing. It looks like a Crayola like, bag. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a, a crayon gummy. Oh, dude. Uh, I'm trying to picture that right now. Well, you know, I messed up that y'all making me hungry right now. (laughs) I grew up with with my neighbor who I call Theo, you know, uncle, because him and his wife used to babysit me when I was a little kid or whatever. And, you know, neighbors with my grandmother for, fuck, almost 40 years. And uh, he was in Korea and what was the other one? Yeah. No, no, I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he was in Vietnam. I think he was Korea. Oh shit! So Korea, he, he, he used to tell me stories. It's like you know, people nowadays use the word douchebag, you know, to describe an asshole or whatever. Right. But you know that that word's not new. It's not. It's not like somebody just came up with it. I guess back in right. the fifties, they used to say that. And he like I was like ten years old when when he was telling me all these stories. It's like. Yeah, if you want to mess with somebody and they're pissing you off, just call them a douchebag. And I'm like, for real? What is that? And he explains to me what he wants. And how much therapy did you need afterwards? afterwards? Oh, no, I thought it was fucking great. No, honestly. He was teaching me how to be a man. This makes so much sense. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, he he, he fucking introduced me to, uh, you know, pro wrestling, American pro wrestling. he uh, he basically introduced me to it and ruined it for me at the same time. All all at one time. All at one time because he's like, "Oh, check this out. I know you like you know the Puerto Rican wrestling and all that stuff, but check this out." And he was telling me, "Okay, that's Ric Flair. Okay, that's Stan Hansen. Okay, that's uh, the Iron Sheik. Okay, that's Hacks of Jim Duggan." And he's like, "But they're, but they're all friends." And I'm like, "What?" Oh, I'm like, oh. "Yeah." He's like, yeah, after oh, ruin the storyline for you. Yeah. He, he, he ruined it. He ruined it for me. He's like, yeah, after they get done with their matches, they all go out and drink beers. Oh, and he's man. like, the Iron He told me the story about the Iron Sheik and Jim Duggan getting caught, you know, smoking weed on the highway. Did you see um Joe Rogan just had The Undertaker on? I did. I did. That was a great episode. Dude, I I had no idea he was that injured that many times that oh, you know. That's severely. Yeah, where he can, he has to like keep his arms in and shit. I never noticed it. Yeah, it's I like, never thought about it. That, that's how good the guy is. That's how good the other show he would put on that you wouldn't even notice. He, I, I wonder, they call that muscle. I, I can't even pronounce it, but like he, he had to like get it wrapped over his shoulder. The, the trap? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's like some, I don't know how to explain it. Something on the back that goes across, like there's one that comes down like this on your arm, and then there's one that comes like this or something like that. And this one snapped. So he had to like, they they cut this one a little bit, and then they brought another piece of it over here and connected it. Yeah. It's it's something to that effect. But basically, like they had to jerry-rig his arm yeah, yeah, to to make it work right. Well, apparently he's been jerry-rigged. From you know hips to to top, 
Well, and then his his eyes. I saw it. Oh God. Oh man. He, he was talking about uh, he was doing a match with like Rey Mysterio or something like that, and it broke <laughs> his nose. But it also like he lost like the the, the floor, floor. Of his eye socket. Yeah. So they wound up uh, putting like some sort of like mesh, mesh yeah. stealing oh. like putting steel in the bone and whatever and like oh fuck six one nine gone wrong man. Shit, yeah. so, so you so you are a pro wrestling fan because oh, you know the. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about you, Mickey. You, you don't watch um, it. Yeah, no, don't watch. No, no. Yeah, whatever, bro. Who, who, who was your Who was your guy growing up? Me? Yeah. Oh, dude, it had to be Stone Cold. Oh, you're uh, from the era. Yeah, he's that generation. Yeah. yeah what's up? Had to be. Either, I would say Stone Cold, and prior to that was probably The Undertaker. Okay. All right. I mean, if I had to pick one. I'd say probably The Undertaker. Man, I, I'm going to go a little bit further back. To me, before the Attitude Era, it was Bret Hart and Sting. And like once Ooh, the Attitude, Sting's a good one. And once the Attitude Era hit, um, it, it was Stone Cold and The Rock. And sometimes Triple H when he was in DX because they used to make fun of uh, The Nation. Right, right. And that, and, and that produced some hilarity. That was funny. I mean, I don't watch it nowadays. I watch AEW now, but mm. I, I don't watch WWE. It's it's just not the same product. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched in in a while, in a long while. It's been probably a good ten years or so, something like that, since I've even seen an event. Yeah, I just I just started back again like last year when when AEW popped up because they're from you know that they're center here in jacksonville florida mm. so you know chris jericho's in there you know right. cody, cody Rhodes, the lucha bros i mean mm. there's a bunch of guys in there that Sting? Sting. well you know things like, like 67 years old though. He's still he's, he's there yeah i know i know he, he's I there know. to cut promos and, and kind of raise up the yeah, young he's there to cash in a check bro exactly well i remember seeing like i was first introduced with him in the WCW days, yes, um, back in the man. flamboyant days. Yeah, that, that's. I first saw Sting back in 1987 when he had the the flat top, the rat tail, and he like wore the the, the colorful paint. That's when I became a fan because I was like, "Oh, that dude is cool." So that that's that was my my time frame for Sting when I when I saw him. Okay. So have you you re, I, I don't. He was in WCW, but uh, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Vampiro. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the name rings a bell. So he's got a documentary on Amazon Prime, which was super interesting. Really? Oh, and really? How, yeah. Right, it's called Nail in the Coffin. In the coffin. All right, cool. I'm checking that out. Like I saw it, and I'm like last night, and I was like, man, I ain't got nothing to watch. I'll just watch this, and I was hooked within like five minutes. It was great. It was a great documentary. So shout wow. out, shout out to them. Yeah, I'll be checking that out probably later tonight. So you mentioned Pat Militich earlier, and uh, he recently mm -hmm. got fired from the PFL. Did you see that? I did not. What happened there? So apparently when they had all that stuff in DC, he mm -hmm. was out there. He wasn't participating in the riots. Mm -hmm. He was just there. That was it. And I guess because guilty by association. Yeah, guilty by association. So he was I guess he took a, a selfie with some people outside of uh 
you know, Capitol Hill or whatever, and he got fired. But to be noted, he was not participating in the riots. The, Just this, this whole thing is tricky to navigate, you know. Um, it, it seems like no matter what you do on either side of, yeah. of this argument, you're not going to make anybody happy. No, no. Everybody so, wants to be upset anyway uh, at yeah. something instead of, like, figuring shit out and just moving on. Yeah, you, you need a reason to be pissed off, right? Yeah. And it, sometimes your reason is could be that you don't have a reason. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, 97% of the time for people. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I know I get I get furious in my house, man. I'm not taking it outside, though. You know, like, I get yeah. mad. Like, I'll go to open a can or something, and maybe, like, the can opener slips off. I throw the fucking thing, and now I can't open the can because I broke the damn can opener, you know? Yep. Yeah. But guess what? I keep my ass home, and I order something. I'm not wrong. Oh, man, look. Yeah. You know? Part of the problem is you can never provide solutions, bro. That's, but it's actually that. funny you said that because I've been clearing my uh, behind my house. It goes down to a creek that's pretty swampy. About two years ago, I lost my fucking mind at a potato smasher because it wouldn't go into <laughs> it would not go into the drawer. I was trying to put it in a drawer. It kept hanging up and all like that. Please tell me you found it. I did because I, I literally walked outside. I chunked it into the woods. It was like, fuck this thing. It is gone from my house forever. I banished it. As I was clearing out and I was cutting through palmettas and all like that, I looked down and see a little bit of silver. And I'm like, what's that? Let me grab it so I don't hit it with the bush cutter. Pick it up. Is that fucking tomato smash? Or that tomato smash? <laughs> did you bring it back in? No, I threw it further. Four years, Chris gonna be wandering back there. He's like, oh shit, yeah. what's this? I found gold. No, they're, they're, oh. this, this time he threw it over the property line. You know? Yes, like, yeah. not mine no. anymore. Not my, not my issue. Let the neighbor have it now. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I didn't let Amanda know because she would have, she would have given me so much shit because she just, she was in amazement that I just let a, a potato smasher get to me like that, and I was just like, no, nah, you just don't get it, but it's fine. Yeah. I had that happen to me um, right after I got in the Marine Corps. My first job was at, uh, I don't know where y'all are at, but I, I was at a national tire and battery, uh, okay. MTB. Uh, it's like a big O tires or a, a pep boys or something like that. Um, and I'm trying to put a, a, trying to balance tires and I'm trying to use like the, the little, uh, the little apparatus for the weights. I forget what it's called. The little hammer and the yeah, yeah, pliers or whatever thing. Yeah. I'm trying to use that thing to put the, uh, the weights on the rim i'm like oh okay whatever and fucking thing just wouldn't grip potato fuck and it's like made out of like the world's cheapest fucking zinc or something i don't know like the the, the hammer part just snaps off the claw on the end of the of the little pincher just gone i'm like oh shit i'm never um do we have another one of these <laughs> i'm like fuck I don't, I don't have a way to do this. I don't have a fucking way to do this. I wind up calling one of the mechanics. He had one. So I'm like, okay, cool. Right. He's like, if you break it, you owe me two. One for the shop, one for me. I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't sound fair. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I learned not to throw tools because tools are expensive. I, I'll tend to put those down and grab something else and talk. If you are going to throw one, you know, pick like, uh, I don't know, you know something snap on, something craftsman, you know. With that lifetime warranty. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I, I, I lost my shit yesterday. I uh, <laughs> I believe it. Bro, I, I, I ordered some food. I, I'm not going to see this store. We stop. Uh, and, uh, you know, 
they, I'm looking at the app because it says that my food was delivered. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I go out to my door. I open it. I'm like, I don't see my food. I'm like, all right, let me give him a call. Maybe a mistake. I give him a call. I'm like, hey, uh, and I was super nice. You know, so obviously I, 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 want my, I want my food. And I'm like, hey, uh, the app says that my food was delivered, but I don't, I don't see it here. You know, it's, it's not here. And, uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, it was delivered to the wrong address. And I'm like, okay, uh, how do I, you know, do I have to come down and get my money? And, or can you refund it to me over the phone? And, and she's like, oh, no, you're going to have to call DoorDash. And I'm like, and the way that she said it, just, <laughs> just, just, yeah, she just triggered something. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And the first fuck came out. I'm like, I didn't fucking order from DoorDash. I ordered from you motherfuckers. So you're going to give me my money back or I'm going to come down to the store. And I'm like, let me fucking speak to your manager. So I, at that point, there was like three fucks already. Ooh. And manager gets on. She was equally dismissive. And, I, and she's like, oh, yeah, you're going to have. And I'm like, no, I paid you. You got my money. You're going to give me my money or I'm coming down to the store. She puts, me on, she puts me on hold and uh, she's like, yeah, we'll refund the money to you via your card. It'll be there in five to seven days. And I'm like, why can't I just come down and get my money? You have it. I paid you. Yep, don't it's like, she's like, well, you pay with a credit card. So you'll see it in five to seven business days. Have a good day. And I'm like, yeah, you too, bitch. All right, guys. I just want to stop the podcast right here real quick. I just want to say that even those people at the wing stop were wrong because of the way that they acted, my attitude towards it was not the best, and two wrongs don't make it right. I shouldn't have done that. I just wanted to say that real quick and move on. Thank you. That is all. Back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I sent me off because they were yeah. so professional. Well, I'll, I'll say this not man, to deliver to you ever. Right? right? No, I'll say this, man, dealing with DoorDash and shit like that, they, they're the ones that actually deal with that more, and they just ruin it, man. Fucking the convenience fee they'll charge you and shit is just ridiculous. And then too, like you mm-hmm. order something, you go to the restaurant, it's like two dollars more expensive on the fucking app. Even if you do pickup, it's bullshit. Listen, mm-hmm. had she had she been nice and explained that shit to me, I would have been like, you know yeah, what? You had your food, damn it. Sorry. No, no, no. Had she had they not been dismissive and been professional, I would have been like, okay, I get it. That's cool. I'll try to deal with DoorDash, but the way that they said it. That just set me off completely. All right, look right. At Sometimes it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Oh yeah, well, there it is. Here's where you first messed up. You got Wingstop. Uh, you no, know, that's. Bro, I've seen you eat Wingstop, so shut your hole. Actually, you have. You seen eat Publix wings? No. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, making this personal. No, no, no. <laughs> You've had Wingstop, so don't be lying, bro. Don't be lying. It's not cool. Publix swings down in the uh, fridge for you, Maggie. Oh, man. Oh, I'll get the car real quick. I'll see you like <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you mentioned uh, about Chicago, Chicago fighters like, uh, you know, Jeff Curran and all that. Mm-hmm. What about Felice Herring? Have you trained with her at all? Uh, I've been in the same room with her. I haven't worked with her, but yes. Um, she's she's a hard, she's a dog, man. She's a hard worker. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a reason she's the little bulldog, you know, like she's she's a hard fucking worker in that room. You know, everybody else is still getting geared up. She's already doing laps around the mat. You know, I'm like, Jesus, fuck, dude. What, 
And it doesn't, you know, it, it helps the GCC on the eyes, you know, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it never hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but that's, that's, that's the thing is like, there's a lot of really good fighters out there that just don't have the look, you know what I mean? And they don't get the breaks because of it. I mean, look at uh, um, Oliveira right now, Charles Oliveira, ranked oh, number wow. three. Nobody is talking about him for title. Well, not funny that you mentioned that uh, because I saw something that said that the next uh, title match is going to be Oliveira and Poirier. I wish that I would have saved the link now I got to go back and look for it, but it, it, it looks like it will be Oliveira and Poirier, which is perfect, you know, because who else is there? Yeah. You know, Gagey got his shot, you know, Khabib is retired, mm -hmm. Connor just lost, so, mm -hmm. you know, Poirier and Charles Oliveira makes sense. Right. I mean, it, it does. But, but then again, you know, it might not happen because Dana might see it a different way. Right. Well, everybody wants to throw uh, uh, Chandler's name into the mix, you know. And, He's got one fight in the UFC. Yeah, that, it's just good. But, but, you know, you, you got to remember that he's already on that level in another organization. You know, they're yeah. not going to bring him in yeah. with what they're paying him Yeah. to, you know, fight, you know, some unranked dude. They're going to give him somebody at that, at that caliber and see if he's really there. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Poirier had a great fight with Hooker, but Chandler made it look easy. Yep. Yeah, but, they've already got well, him ranked number four now, Chandler. But you, you also got to remember, uh, Hooker was coming off uh, two two wars, one with Felder and one with Poirier. Mm -hmm. And that's something that people are not talking about. People are saying, oh, he just wasn't into the fight. He looked scared. I'm like, shit, he's coming off two wars. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's those a comeback fight, man. Yeah. Yeah, he should have taken maybe another six months off or maybe a lower-ranked opponent. Because well, he, He's the only guy that said yes. I mean, Ferguson said yes later on, but yeah. first, his initial response was like, who's this guy and why are we talking about it? You know? <laughs> but, but, That's a great comment, though. But, I mean, if, you, if you've followed Chandler's career, and I followed him all through Bellator, like, you know he's a hell of a fucking fighter. I mean, it, it, if you're just going record for record, him and Connor have the same fucking record, 22 and five. You know, he's a three-time world champion in a different organization. Connor right. had two belts that he never defended. You know, I would love to see the two of them get at it because then Chandler gets paid. That that would be good too, but I don't think they're going to give yeah. Connor uh, Chandler. He's coming off a loss. Yeah, I'm say Connor's ranked number six. Tony's number five. I think you know what fight to make. I I think that fight might be more. Uh, Time for Tony and McNuggets. Let's go. McNuggets. Hell yeah. The, the shit talk on that one's going to be epic. Because it is, it's going to be reminiscent a la Nate Diaz for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Tony, Tony don't play around. Tony, mm. Tony's got that, that, that switch that once he goes off, he's like, forget it. You're not bringing him back to yeah, like the good side. You know, and, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and Tony's the 10th planet guy. So, you know, yeah, he's got that real unorthodox jujitsu. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I think if you give Tony Gaethje again, I think Tony Tony beats him. But I, I think his game plan wasn't even oriented. I think it was all oriented towards that Khabib fight. He took a totally different style of fighter, and you know it uh it, it screwed him in the long run. Yeah, because I mean, he because he'll never say no. Exactly. Like, I mean, no, dude, he'll, he'll, he'll he's a gamer, fight. man. Yeah, he's ready to like, go. Yeah, I'll take it. And, it, and somebody should have tapped him and went, hey, 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 let's think about this a little bit because we've been prepping for this. This guy's a totally different fight. 
but nobody right. did. They just, you know, Tony was like, yeah, let's go. And well, it, at that point, dude, Tony was like, dude, I've been training for like fucking nine years to fight Khabib. You yeah. Know? Like, what's going on here and why haven't I got this fight yet? Yeah, you know how many Ottomans that man's thrown around training for? <laughs> it's all over his Instagram, dude. It's great. I, mean, I love, I love how creative he is. I really do. Oh yeah, no, he, the Wallow. Wall, we're all big fans of him. We love him. But we did a whole episode, essentially, just me and Wallow of Wallow putting him in every '80s movie as the main character. Like, I mean, Cobra. Was, yeah, Cobra. <laughs> Tony Ferguson is the as Cobra and. And it actually, the more, you know, when we got off the podcast, I was like, that's so fucking stupid. And then I was sitting there, I was going, actually, all this shit kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of Tony as Rambo or Commando, you know, or put him in Tango and Cash, too. Fuck it. I yeah. want to see him in uh, uh, Hot Shots Part Two. There you oh, go. That, that's that's a comedy, though. I know. Right? That's that's why I want to see. Tony's <laughs> such a serious guy, you know. I was about to say, he's, yeah, yeah. It he's so intense. He's so focused. I could just see him making that so much funnier. Oh, fuck. just because of the energy he would pour into that character. Yeah, never forget Whoa. with the Verdum. <laughs> Hold on, brother. I'm talking. Never yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Sit down before I ankle pick you. It's like <laughs> we got a comment here from Egghead Warrior, uh, Tony in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he could be Riggs. Absolutely, yeah. I'm down for that. Egghead. We already did a whole episode, like a whole hour of this. Listen, you mentioned the comedy part. How about instead of uh, Chevy Chase, let's put him in a uh, Fletch? Ooh, I don't know. That might be a stretch. Oh, come on! I don't know. It, it, it could either be really good or really bad. Uh, either way, it would be epic. <laughs> epic yeah. or epic fail. <laughs> we root for them equally. You know. Yeah. So. yeah. Y'all got me tearing over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get into like you know MMA, jujitsu? You know, was it after the you you got out of service or was it during? The was service? it or was it after your first McMap class? Um, it, it was after <laughs> I learned the basic warrior stance. Uh, you know, Marine Corps. Um, but no, man, you get, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually like a, a lifelong martial artist. I took my first, uh, Taekwondo class. I was seven. Um, yeah, ever since then I've been doing, uh, Taekwondo, Hapkido, uh, Chinese wine, Kempo. Uh, I've got a fifth degree black belt in, uh, Kempo karate. I'm a second degree in, uh, uh, Taekwondo, second degree in Hapkido, uh, first degree in Shori Goju Ru, the style of Okinawan karate. Um, and then I've got uh, blue belts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, one under Brazilian top team and one under 10th planet. Um, so, like, dude, basically I just came home from Afghanistan. Um, like, we can't. We got back that July of 2010, and by, by November of 2010, I was out of the Marine Corps. By that January, I was back home. And I had nothing to do. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money coming in. And I had these, like this, this just energy, this, this thing inside of me, this, this monster that needed to come out, you know? And, uh, I hadn't figured out how to, how to deal with them. So I'm like, you know what? Well, I'll feed them and try and keep them happy. So I went looking for, uh, um, wrestling cause I wrestled as a kid too. And, um, I wrestled all through middle school, high school, um, and I couldn't find any like adult wrestling programs. And the only one that I did find 
was run by some Bulgarians in downtown Chicago, and it was connected to a bathhouse. Oh. Well, then you know oh, legit. So, <laughs> yeah, legit mafia. So uh, because I didn't want to be uh, in the news, uh, <laughs> I... I decided to find something that I uh, was like uh, sports like wrestling. And I, I knew a little bit of about Brazilian jiu-jitsu from uh, the ultimate fighter season one. And uh, you know, like I, I had like two, they weren't even called MMA fights back then. They were called uh, like two, yeah, yeah. the NHB fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except in Illinois, MMA was totally illegal. So they had to do like, it was a weird like style on style matchup, but like the rules were all, funky so like any of those fights from back then are considered uh exhibitions smokers yeah pretty much yeah they were um so you know i, I wound up getting involved in uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and i was nursing uh, a traumatic brain injury so i couldn't get punched in the head um well you know i wound up uh, stumbling into the muay thai classes too hated the gym i was at went to a new gym uh, that was Midwest Training Center. I was there for about uh, five years. And then I uh, uh, made my exit from there uh, over to uh, 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu in Lombard and then also to uh, Maximus Muay Thai. And I've been there, uh, been at Ma- I've been at Maximus about a year and a half, and then I've been with uh, 10th Planet for about three years. Um, I've got a couple fights under my belt. I'm still amateur, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully I can get this weight off and then get back in this cage if there's ever uh, fights again with this fucking COVID shit. Bro, fly that heavyweight. It's okay. No. It's okay. <laughs> I spar with heavyweights. And those, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, there's there's reasons there's weight classes. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, like, some of those guys, if I was locked up with them, I'd be holding their pocket. And it's not because I'm <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just because they're bigger. <laughs> Like, there's physics, you know? It just is what it is. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it's been cool. Like, I've been able to train with a lot of really cool people, a lot of really cool teams. Uh, uh, Met, uh, dude, Rampage was in town uh, fighting, who was it? Maybe, I don't know. He he was uh, headlining a Bellator card, and uh, it was, like, right around Mother's Day or maybe it was my mom's birthday or something. So we took my mom to go see it. And uh, th- that Saturday, he's like, you know, he's like getting his little morning shuffle in and getting his workout in. And he's like, the door to the gym is just kind of locked on this side. And we kind of peek our heads in. And he's like, hey, come on in. And so we got to, you know, chop it up with Rampage for about a half hour the day before he fought. And it was awesome, dude. So question for you. Was it in, in shape Rampage or fat Rampage with the titties? Oh, he was in shape. Oh, and, nice. And, cool. He was, he was. He he's he's got so much energy, man. He's like an intimidating person, and I'm not easily intimidated. I mean, like, you well, you see shit, so yeah. But like, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I wasn't necessarily intimidated, but it was definitely there, and there was an intensity there that you recognized, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna take this extra half step back just in case, <laughs> just in case I need to reach my knife. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. Typical Puerto Rican. I carry a knife too. <laughs> it's either the knife or the gun and the knife gives you less jail time you know so oh does it in yeah, illinois dude. yeah i'm about to say yeah. where he's at yeah oh. where he's at it does yeah. see down here we just we just load them up with lead and then yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, they throw him out in, uh, in the swamps. Either that, either that or, or the pig farm, yeah, so the pigs can eat them. Gator bait or pig, pig farm. Yeah. There's a lot of them out here. Chris, do not involve yourself with, uh, with any, you know, people like that or in, don't, don't say of the stuff that you've done before. No, I mean, statutes of limitation may have not run out yet. So, right. Yeah. Let the, let just the saying that nothing anybody says in this program is an admission of guilt in yes. any way. It's all satire. Allegedly. All right. jokes, dude. Yeah. And everything is conjecture too. You know, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> well, coming from a black belt in karate, uh, how did it feel uh, the first time you got put on your back in jiu-jitsu? Uh, it was really weird, really did weird. You're like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, I, I could create scrambles, and, you know, I, I wrestled too. Like, I wrestled, yeah. I started wrestling, like, I think I was like 9 or 10, um, and I wrestled up till I was about 17. Uh, so, you know, I had a couple of years. It wasn't like I was a D1 stud or anything like that. But, you know, like I, I, I can stand up if somebody's laying on me for the most part. Um, until my second round where somebody was a purple belt and I got put on my back, there was no getting up. I was stuck. <laughs> what and, is this magic? Dude, I was like, what is going on here? Why can't well, I fucking move? Were they heavy? No, they were smaller than me. Yeah, that's all like, about right. At the time, I was about 170. And the guy fought at 45, walking around at 160. So I'm like, uh, I'm fucking stuck. What the? I I, I couldn't move. I, it was it was terrible. So I'm like, okay, I need to I need to figure this thing out. I used Naturally, to I used to love laying on Miggy when we used to train together. Fuck man. Yeah, he'd lay he'd lay on Miggy. Then whenever me and him would roll, he would just turtle up and then let me just exhaust myself trying to do anything I could. And then as I'm sitting there huffing and puffing about to die, he'd do some flippy shit and then, you know, leg lock me or arm oh, arm me. The worst thing about me. Wallow is, yeah, yeah, he's just dominating you the whole time. You get your ass yeah. kicked. The you fucking, fucking nothing. Locker. He's like, man, that was a tough roll. You're like, fuck you. That hurt more than <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you got me tired. I'm like, fuck I'm like, you, I'm like bro, you just kicked my ass for seven minutes. All the time, nice. All five I, minutes. Honestly, all I used to do was just lay on him. That's it. Yeah, exactly. He'll be like, man, it's tough yeah. one. It took me a long time to stay up there. I'm like, fuck, you know it didn't. You're just saying this to fuck with me even more. I'm already going to cry nah. in the car on the drive back right. home. Right. That's nah. all I need, bro. No, nah, it was it was tough. It was tough, Miggy. Yeah, because to- he, he turtled up one day, and I got smart. Well, I say I got smart. I actually did something stupid because I, I dug my knee into his thigh to flip him. Yeah. And, you know, it was a little painful while I didn't like it. He made sure to return the favor to me. <laughs> sharing is caring man yeah pretty much Uh, i miss training with you guys oh dude i mean there again it 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 sucked for it sucked for me and miggy down here but hey you guys are big bitches bro i know no no. the reason why i bitches again is those fucking comments are like man that was a great one you're getting better i'm like right fuck i'm not wallow i haven't trained for three months no no that was that was real Miggy. i'm not i'm not i wasn't blowing smoke up your ass if I time me and Miggy went together, it was like two fucking elephants just going at each other. <laughs> know, the whole two elephants kind of shop analogy, you know? Yeah, that, that was two elephants making love right there. <laughs> normally, there's a, you know, normally there's a group that kind of hovers around and watches you as your rolls because we did it on a Saturday open mat. So, yeah, you know, I felt like people were doing backroom bets on us. Well, the thing is, is the group kind of started, you know, pretty close. And then as Miggy, me, me and Miggy started getting rolling, all of a sudden, that circle just started getting fucking bigger and further away from us because we were just tossing each other around. 
That sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I could have seen that. Bro, <laughs> I miss you, man. Dude, I'm at. We were I'm both about the same size then. Yeah. I was like 265 and you were what? About oh. 290. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, like 270. Yeah. 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 So we were right at. I was close. Yeah. Right. right. What are you now, Miggy? Fuck if I know, dude. <laughs> It's like uh, 200 COVID-19. Right. (laughs) How much do I weigh? I'm too sexy to talk about this. (laughs) All all I know is, man, it's a number. Um, I don't want to weigh myself. Just now with glasses so I can actually see the scale. I'm not trying to do that. Right, so you take them off when you weigh. Right, it's like, that looks okay, good. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> hey, that's kind of like mayhem when he missed weight by 27 pounds. He took off his shorts. Yeah. He's like, bro, you're still missing it by like 26 and a half. Right, like why are you trying this at this point? Stop yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's when it was just you know, the formality like kind of, of stepping on the scale. Because he should have just looked at everybody like, look, I ain't a fucking way I'm making hey, this. Hey, y'all got a banner real quick? I can... <laughs> <laughs> I need to DC this. I need to. Yeah, I was just gonna say, he's a push down on the. You, know? you guys help me weigh myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna get two scales for you. DC yeah. was a pound and a half over. Comes back around. Like he literally does a lap. <laughs> in the other door, and they bring the fucking towel, and somehow he's right on. Oh right on. Wow. He took he his thong it. off. <laughs> Dude, he had to lift some ass real quick, man. He could get on stage. <laughs> I don't know, man. That that was impressive, though. It Listen, was. We're DC guys. We love DC. Oh, I, I love DC. Like DC, so we we yeah, have this we have this battle with this other podcast, the Nest Podcast. They love John Jones, so we yeah. always kind of like bicker. He's a talented fighter, but the the main thing that the only opponent that he hasn't beaten yet is himself. Yep, because he can't get out of his own way. He yeah. really can't. He seems to be doing good now because there hasn't been at least well, COVID, he hasn't been able to go out anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he found the trick. Now Although he, he like that, he did stop a couple of rioters. Well, he <laughs> did like, that. I saw the guy like, that tried to break into his house. Right. Yeah, and he and he chased the guy out of the house with a shotgun. Yeah, DC's like fine or not DC. Oh, sorry. Oh, fuck. What the hell are you doing? Whoa, what am I doing? Right. You no, know, John Jones is wow. like finally I can look like a not piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'll say this too, you know. He's doing so good. One day he's gonna come up to me and say, "Hey man, you said this." I'm like, "You know what I did? You know what, John Jones? Is that a paparazzi? Go ahead, do it, pal. Do it." Right. I'm rich, bitch. He'll <laughs> just like put his hand on your shoulder, but also like dig those fingers. Right. In, you know? I have to pull a LeBron flop. <laughs> oh, That'd bro. Tough. That'd be tough. <laughs> you're you're not you're not that great of an actor, bro. Yeah. LeBron's not that great of an actor either. No. <laughs> I, mean, no. I mean, he'll he'll like set the screen and he'll be like, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing, man? Stop that. All right, we got a comment here. I don't. Um, let me read it real quick. It says, kind of like we always talked about putting a battalion of Marines at Camp Camp Wilson. Those yeah. great war fighters that couldn't help to get in trouble back stateside. You know anything That's about totally that? True. Camp Wilson is on, uh, I think that's on 29 Palms in California. It's out in the middle of a fucking desert. There ain't shit around there. I mean, like, it, like you, you're you're on this little, like, isolated, like, desert. Like, it, it, it's like a little desert oasis. And then around you is, like, all open desert as far as you can see, except for, like, there's mountains over here and, like, there's a couple of mountains over here, and then that's it. 
So there's nowhere to go and get yeah, in trouble. I, I've no, called I've, 29 stumps. So that makes the, sense. The, here the stumps, that. yep. It's where um, uh, where dreams go to die. Yeah. I mean, can, can't you guys like sneak out and take a couple of Humvees and go racing or something in the mountains and shit? Mm, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, like we were there in the winter, like winters, like early springish, late winter, early spring, and it was fucking cold, man. It gets cold. It was like it was like seventy something degrees during the day, but it dropped like twenty oh. at night. That's Florida like, this week. Like, oh God, fuck, bro! I was wearing spats this morning because it was so cold outside. I was like, oh. man, it was it was what? Yeah, it was like eighty degrees mm-hmm. uh, two yeah. days ago. Then it started raining like around six, and by seven o'clock, it had dropped like fifteen degrees. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, we, then, we were actually all outside, and you could literally, you felt the pressure change, and you actually felt the, the temp drop like 10 degrees outside. It, it, it happened like right at about 4.30. We were all standing outside, then all of a sudden it just bottomed out. We're like, whoa, and then it started raining. We're like, yep, we're done for the day. Dude, look at the look at the weather advisory for sh- the Chicago area. I say I can't see anything um, with how you guys get cold over it, there. We're we're about to get uh, six to nine inches overnight between uh, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, I'm man. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure some of the ladies will be happy about that. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> hey, right now. Hey, yo. Yeah. Thirty-one degrees. No way. We, ju- we just got four inches the other day, and now it's about to get another nine on top of it. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, y'all can have that. Yeah, oh, you got a winter storm coming. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Take a look Fuck at that. that. Look at that. Yeah, Saturday to early Sunday. No, thank yeah. you. Over here, Bro, we're at, we had. Why, why are you in Chicago? We're tropical people. I know. It's like, <laughs> yo, yo, hold on. I got, I got, so, I got to talk about this, right? So you know, you have the tribes of Puerto Ricans, right, in the U.S. New York right. is like the Mecca. Then you have Orlando's, like the new spot. Chicago is mm-hmm. that forgotten one for some people, bro. There's a lot of us out there. Oh yeah, there's a ton of them. But it's funny because like they're like all in the same little areas. Like, mm-hmm. what with uh, with the gentrification going on that I'm sure you see on like uh, yeah. TV shows like Shameless and stuff. Like that that's really happening where like they're pushing people out of the neighborhoods and stuff. So you're getting like these inner city Puerto Ricans that are now like dispersing to all these other parts of the city, and people are like, "You're Puerto Rican? <laughs> where have you been hiding? Where have you been hiding? I thought you were Mexican this whole time." I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. They're like, so which one is it? Which one do you identify with? I'm like, I'm both. What do you talk? Like, I, I was born here. It's, I never lived in Puerto Rico. I never lived in Mexico. I don't understand what you're asking me. Like, I'm American. You know? Like, they're, they're like, they're like, but, but you speak Spanish, and I'm like, yeah, but I, it's weird because I speak Spanish like a Mexican. So my Puerto Rican side, they look at me like, whoa, you're like, you know, brother, you're like, you're like, you're like yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. no, 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 uh, Chicano, like West yeah, Coast, yeah, 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 Cali, yeah, yeah, the Texas yeah, no. and all that. I'm Cali that. homes, that ain't it, man. Watch it, that's the big joke now. It's like, I'll, I'll ask Wallace sometimes, like, man, what's the capital of Puerto Rico? And he'll tell me, he's like, no, nah, man, I heard it was kissing me down in Orlando because that's where they all move to now. It's like, bro, that's yeah. the new, that's the new well, New Yorkian, man. Yeah, I, I, have, I have family out there. Do you I see, have, see, yeah, look. and uh. 
was it winter 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 springs winter park winter 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 haven yep yep we're getting question here do we have any canadians here right now no no i live close to the border that's not today brother not today negative i I just just have your weather right now yeah (laughs) right the best thing though jay is we'll go down to uh we used to be pass holders to disney because i've got kids and uh me and the wife went down there one day and there's a there's a Puerto Rican restaurant that like all the Puerto Ricans know, even the ones up here in Jacksonville. Cause they told mm-hmm. us like, Hey, go here. It's like, all right. So we went there, me and the wife did a, a weekend trip just ourselves. And we went there Sunday morning to go have Puerto Rican breakfast. Ooh. I was the only white guy, the only mm-hmm. white guy there. Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of, you know, eyeing me and like, they're like, yo, what the fuck? The feds are here. Yeah. What right. Fuck? You know, fucking ABC guys are here. So this old man was like watching me eat. And I was sitting there, and then, like, you know, the wife handed me, um, what is it, the, the ketchup mayo mix? Uh, what is it? Mayo ketchup. Mayo ketchup, yeah. Yeah. So put that on my plate, started running my fries through it, and then he saw me do that, just looked at me, and I got the nod. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I made it. I'm fucking in. To the people in the back, we're good. We're good. Bro, that's, that, that's what we do with the surullos and the tostones. We mayo ketchup. That's our sauce. And yeah. then, of course, I got the nod. My sister likes it. I, I got another nod when I walked out carrying a dozen loaves of Puerto Rican bread. Because <laughs> then all of the all of our Puerto Rican friends up here were like, hey, you're going to be in Orlando? I was like, yeah. Hey, go to the spot and get us some bread. It's like, okay, cool. So I literally was like, I need a dozen loaves of bread. Like, See, I, I feel like if you're going to make a purchase like that, it should come with like um... – some sort of tattoo or like, you know, like, like, like a, like, you know, gangs, gangs have like their own tattoos and stuff like that, where you like, just your shirt sleeve. Right. Yeah. You get, so you gotta be like, Hey Holmes, I'm one of you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my little, my little badge. They lower yeah, the dude. blinds down. I feel like, like that would be okay. Yeah. Like a tattoo and a, and a final record of Hector level. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then to follow that up, the the, the movie, the uh, movie uh, El Cantante, yeah, with uh, yeah. J Lo and Mark Anthony. Yep. Here's yeah, the DVD. Yeah. Take this shit. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get both of them. You get both of them. A dozen of vinyl well, and a DVD. It, yeah, because you, you need to watch the movie to understand what the music's about. Yeah, yeah that's you don't speak the language, you know. Good point. Good point. Shit, man. Season, like I can. It wouldn't be bad because, like, every Cinco de Mayo, I always send Wallow a text and go, "Hey, happy Cinco de Mayo!" And it's, I get, "Fuck you, asshole!" But for you, it'd be all right. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. yeah. See, yeah, for me, it's cool. Ooh. I mean, I I do prefer tacos over chuletas. I I've had more chuletas in my life than I like ever want to admit. You know, it's <laughs> part of it. Yep. But like, uh, it, 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 it's funny. I just had somebody ask me today, like, "Hey." How come I never see you eat steaks? And I'm like, uh, because I can't afford them. <laughs> but I, I'm like, I'm like, when I make chuletas, like that's my that's, that's my steak. steak. That's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pork steak. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's my steak. And they're like, uh, like, I don't know how to respond to this without. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, it's it's a difficult topic to to discuss. You know. <laughs> But uh, Wallo, you asked me about uh, uh, chuletas or uh, oh, pernil. Or pernil, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still going with pernil, but you gotta ask. Uh, I, I need a consensus here. Well, well, I know, I know, Miggy's gonna say pernil. 
Okay. And I know that the white guy over there is going to say pernil because yeah, he's converted. I, yeah, I uh, I cooked some for him. I, I, actually, Chris, I was telling Jay over text how your dad now eats pork, you know, pernil, like yeah, at least it, once a week. Yeah, it, I guarantee you, he's not in Atlanta right now. He's out traveling doing work. But as soon as he gets back, he'll thaw another pork roast and it'll go oh. in the oven. Oh, just hell yeah! Automatically. I yeah, mean, we, once Wallow showed him the spices to use and how to do it, my dad's mm-hmm. just sitting there watching like a hawk, just making mental notes. <laughs> and then literally we ate all the pork and, you know, me and Wallow left Atlanta that Sunday. And I think Tuesday there was a pork roast in the oven for like nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, dude. You, you can't even be mad at that. That's awesome. No, no, there's, there's always now minimum two bags of frozen plantains in the freezer in the garage. Because dad will be like, you know what? I want some plantains. He'll go and grab a handful, throw them in the skillet, you know, get, give him a little sizzle, and boom, mm-hmm. done. Yo, yo, Jay, so, you That's know, the, the, the regular plantains, you know, it looks like a banana. But right. in the supermarkets, you can find the frozen ones in a bag. Mm-hmm. And his dad didn't know that you can just grab a few and put a little crust on them on the, on the pan instead of throwing them in the microwave. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, so good. You, you live and learn. Yeah. yeah, bro, those came out like if they were just cut. Yep, straight out of the the, the real thing. Yeah, even my mom had to like push away. She was like, "Okay, I got I got to stop." You know. <laughs> oh, wait, she's, gonna, she's like, "I'm not gonna have room for food." Like, yeah, let's put this over here. Where's that pernil? You know. <laughs> <laughs> we had a spread, man. I I stuffed myself. Dude, so. It was so good. Yeah, oh, man. Well, so yeah. let me ask you this before we you know keep going talking about food. Uh, I want to go back to your your amateur, you know, MMA stuff. Are you? Do you have any plans on going pro? Or yeah, um, I need. Uh, Illinois is weird. It requires uh, a certain amount of fights and and within a certain time period and whatever. And I need uh, two more fights to to turn pro. Um, but send me Florida. Well, it, it looks like I'm going to be moving down to uh, uh, Tennessee later this year. Oh, so, oh shit. Tennessee, where? Uh, right outside of Nashville. Okay. Um, so I'm probably going to go over there to uh, Nashville MMA, where uh, uh, Tony Johnson uh, trains out of. Uh, he's the ACA MMA heavyweight champ, and uh, um, uh, Chandler trains over there. All right. Um, actually, uh, Chandler's training camp facility is inside of the Nashville MMA. Okay. Nice. So I. He's he's I guess he spends most of his time in fight camp down in Sanford down at Sanford MMA. Yep. But in his off time, he's back in Nashville, and that's his facility. So hopefully, you know, I'll get some of that rub. Yeah, man. Well, you got a lot of good schools around there, and some that are you know in states close by too. Where's yeah. uh, Where's Elijah's at? That's what I'm looking for right now. Uh, I'm trying. I know he's in. Uh, no, he's, he's in Tennessee, but uh, he's an hour away from Atlanta, an hour yeah, and a half. Cool. Chattanooga. He's Chattanooga. Chattanooga. How far is Chattanooga yeah. away from Nashville? Uh, it's been a while since it's been about like two hours, I think. Yeah, but it, it sucks because it's not. Um, it, it's like there's no Tenth Planet down there. No, which... but you do have one in Atlanta. Well, yeah. there's one in Atlanta, and there's also one in Decatur, which is BMAC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Decatur might be closer to you. Let me see. Let's let's look it up. Right, so yeah. Nashville. Let's see. Because yeah. uh, Sean Sean runs the one in Atlanta. Super right. Mm-hmm. Super. Yeah, Decatur is about two hours away. Decatur, Alabama. And BMAC, uh, Brandon McCaffrey, uh he's mm-hmm. the one that runs the one in Decatur. Um, so he's two hours away from BMAC. 
basically. Yeah. So Sean's in Kennesaw, Georgia. Right. Yeah. But he's going to be three. Sean's four hours away. Yeah, three to four. Yeah. So, so if you ever get a chance, once you move, you ever get a chance, if you got like a you know some time, you want to go do like a little traincation, mm-hmm. go hit Decatur. Go see yeah. Mac. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Decatur's just straight south for you, like super easy. Okay. You got so yeah. much good jujitsu out there. It's crazy. I, I don't know if you be, you know follow you know like jujitsu tournaments and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. BMAC put on uh, the Professional Grappling Federation. Right. Uh, so he's on every when when, when it's on, it's going to be on YouTube and it's free for people to watch. So basically, the format is. So he's not doing the uh, twenty-seven dollars a month for flow grappling. No, no, no. He cares, he cares no. about the athletes, you know. No, yeah, kids. yeah. Like, like uh, I'm gonna quote. Uh, what's his name? Josh Leduc. Yep. Fuck flow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, we don't do flow, but uh, PGF. So he's got a tournament style where guys compete every week, and at the end of the, the of the season, whoever's accumulated the most points, the top eight, advance into the playoffs, and then the playoffs are in one night. So. You know, you get six points for chokes, no, seven points for chokes, and three points for locks, you know, arm bar, leg lock, whatever. So that's how you score your points. It's super awesome. We cover it every time it's on. We're mm-hmm. officially, officially, unofficially the, you know, the PGF podcast. Yeah. So and what makes it nice is the way the tournament's set up uh, this year. Uh, it's the first time I've ever seen a jiu-jitsu tournament like it where you actually have fantasy points. So like you would, you get, uh, how much money did we get? I think 40, so like a 78 or 81. Somewhere yeah, like yeah. Something like that. No, it was in the forties. It was under 50 bucks. I think we got like 40, each team gets $47 and you get to pick, uh, your players for the night. And that's, you know, whatever they score that night, your team scores that week. So right. it's like fantasy football, but it's fantasy jujitsu. Um, and that's, it, that's really freaking cool. It, it was, it, it made, you know, because we've all kind of been out of training for a little while and yeah. haven't really, you know, the fire for jiu-jitsu kind of died off a little bit. And right. then getting back with BMAC and doing the PGF and getting kind of into the fantasy aspect ramped it all back up. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. So this season, they're changing it up a little bit. They're uh, mm-hmm. they're doing it like with the ultimate fighter house type of style. So they'll have two teams in two houses, or I think that's how it is, or two yeah. teams in one house. No, I think yeah. it's two houses. And they're oh, gonna f- they're gonna film everything one week, and then release it weekly. Damn. So, yep. yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting because he's not only is he doing not only is he gonna put out the tournament stuff, he's gonna put out the behind the scenes, kind of like in the Ultimate Fighter, you know, like the guys hanging out, you know, if they're yeah. talking shit, if there's any drama, whatever. You know yeah. that that that's going to be shown as well, so it'll be really cool. Yeah. I mean, he he hit it out of the park with this. And I can't remember what's so, the way. So how do you watch that? YouTube. Oh, on, oh, on YouTube? No, yeah. you know, you know, free ninety nine. That's the best part about yeah. it. You know, yeah. Be back on uh, on the on the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and every time he goes live, you'll get a notification. Yep. And that's the guy that runs Decatur. So you'll get to see like B Mac Scaff, which is one of the guys. So I was going to ask you if you only heard one pop, then according to Scaff, you're okay. You just keep going. It's when you hear the fourth pop, that's when you start worrying. Yeah. Scaff is the Kenneth Kenny Florian of Alabama, if you think about it. Yeah, pretty much. True. True. He just got his first degree black belt. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Yep. I mean, his first degree on his black belt. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Yeah, so 
B Mac has got a you know stable of studs. Yeah, yeah. they're white. Well, he's he's white belts. Forget it. They're, well, they're fucking good. Well, you, you were telling me you're like, uh, you ever hear about murder sauce? And I'm like, murder <laughs> sauce. And you're yeah. like, yeah, it's a it's a triangle setup from the top. And I'm like, hold on, let me. Th- but I found it right away. It took me like two minutes. I yeah. the video is like a minute long. I yeah. watched the whole damn thing and texted you back. I was like, all right, I know how to do it now. Yeah. Like, oh. Hey, those, wow. those, those are his one minute jujitsu hacks. Fucking genius. Yeah. yeah. He's on yeah. TikTok too now because oh, he's wow. less than a minute. You know, yeah. he'll show he'll show you uh you know the move in less than a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. follow right now. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my coach over at uh, 10th Planet. I need to get Oka doing stuff like that, doing those uh, little short little instructionals, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he was actually running um, – he was affiliated with uh, uh, the guys out at uh, 10th Planet Bethlehem. Uh, oh, the finishers. Run, yeah, they run finishers. Yeah. Um, my, my coach does Midwest finishers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Squirrel, Squirrel competed in that. Uh, yeah. Last, last Chris. From Washington, I know, competed out there too, man. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, we, we, we know JM and uh, Zach. Those, those guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Squirrel, the guy we call Squirrel, that's Chris Crawford. That was the guy that he says it's his son, basically my nephew, because we, we sponsor mm-hmm. him, and, and basically we, we help him travel all last year doing tournaments and stuff like mm-hmm. that because I, I picked the boy up to take him to the airport one day, and he literally had a, a week's worth of clothes stuffed in a Jansport backpack <laughs> and a skateboard. <laughs> And I was like, "Is this what you travel with?" And he's like, "Yeah," because he's a he's a fucking kid. He's right. what? He's not a kid. He's twenty five. He's a kid. He's growing up. He's growing up. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. So I was like, I I told the wife, I was like, "We got to get this boy something to travel with because this is stupid." <laughs> so we wow. got some Dasasara bags for him to travel and things like that. And so he's, he's good. He's doing good. Yeah, he said. I'm really proud of him. When he came in into Ten Planet, he was he was a white belt. I was I was a purple belt. I'm still a purple belt, and he's a brown belt. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I've been chasing that purple belt for a while. I, I, I've been, yeah, I was like right there, and then I got my knee blown out, and oh, I was like, oh, damn it. And then that took uh, about a good nine months to recover. And then I'm like, I, I tried jujitsu a little bit, and my knee was just, oh, man, it hurt bad. So I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to ease into the striking because somehow, like, this is more – I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. It just like it felt more natural to me, so it didn't hurt as bad. I guess right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. But then, like doing jujitsu, man. Like, it, it, yeah, I got back into doing jujitsu a couple months ago, like hitting it heavy, and uh, like I feel like I'm right there again, but now I'm getting ready to move. So I'm like, oh well, I need this fucking purple belt before I leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm we, try- we need, we need to send a message to Oka. Be like, yo, Oka, what's up, man? <laughs> Give this boy a, you know, purple. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, 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 I'll never ask him for anything like that. I, I know. Told him, I, 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 told him, I told him my intention. I was like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get my purple belt this year. You know, I'm going to do my what I can to make that happen. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But, you know, there, there's – I had a guy um, – I was, I was teaching striking over there at 10th Planet Lombard for a while. And I had a guy try and steal me out of there, offering me a fucking brown belt if I came with him. Oh, and, like, and, and it was it was a guy from like a totally different affiliation like dojo it, yeah it was uh it was uh one of those affiliations that you've heard of mm-hmm. but uh i mean one of those big national ones but uh 
like I was hitting the heavy bag at like uh, the local uh, uh, like Crunch Fitness, something like that. I'm hitting the heavy bag over there just cause it's it's something to do. Right. My other my other gyms aren't open, whatever. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, you ever thought about teaching? And I'm like, yeah. And, like I teach over here. And he's like, oh, okay, well, uh, if you come with me, you know, like come meet up with me, let's talk, whatever. I might have a job for you. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, you know, I get you, uh, I get you your purple belt right away. It sounds like you have enough experience. And, uh, you know, I think probably within about uh, six months, I could have you with your black belt or with your, with your brown belt. And I'm like, my brown, what the fuck? Like, no, I don't rate him. Like, like I'm okay, but like, I'm not brown belt yet. Come on now. Stop that. You should have been like, I got to see the contract first, man. If it's not stated, uh, I can't make it. Yeah, right. I need no, to see dude, the contract. There's like, dude, there's people that know me that will see a brown belt like anywhere near like oh, a they'll call brown you on your rash shit, guard. Right? And yeah. be like, hey, where'd you get that from? Exactly. Hey, I didn't order that online. But... Yeah. I'd be like, I got it from MMA Warehouse, just like the rest of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, before we let you go, uh, I'm, I'm kind of hungry, so we're going to gonna call it a day. But, hey, uh-huh. first of all, you got an open door. Anytime you want to come back and hang out with us and, and just shoot the shit, just hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, let it know when well. you head down to Tennessee as well. We'll try to get you... Uh, Try to get you in touch with some of the people in the southeast for some training. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you. Before we go, why don't you plug, you know, the website and your sponsors? Because McDojo Life, you know, and and you guys share, you know, some of the same uh, sponsors. So give them a shout out. Well, uh, right now uh, we've got, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Veteran with a Sign. On Twitter, we are Vet with a Sign. Um, as far as sponsors, we've got uh, Black Rifle Coffee, um, we've got uh, Millicor uh, Supplements, we've got uh, um, Killcliff, Killcliff, Killcliff. Dude, dude, they sent me this box of shit that I had this absurd amount of beverages, but the the Killcliff, like they must have forgot they sent me that box because they sent me another box the same fucking size, and I'm like. What the oh, hell am I going to do with all this shit? It literally took me three months to drink all of it. <laughs> I was awake. I was. I didn't sleep for three months. It was great. <laughs> but but that stuff is amazing. And, you know, you don't feel that, like, sugary crash that I absolutely hate from, like, some of the other brands. Um, you right. know, <laughs> I said it. I said it. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I get it, too. Right. Yeah, no, I mean. I I'm not I'm not gonna say that, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna argue with you about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But um, you know, we've got we've got some really great people helping us out. Um, thank you very much for giving us, uh, giving me, giving us the time to uh, uh, spout a little bit of our nonsense and uh, and get some laughs in too. Ah, uh, hell yeah! That's all. I mean, this for us is a goof. This is. We just get together and talk shit. We talk about the fights, you know, and we talk, sometimes we don't even talk about the fights. I mean, sometimes we, we go on about other stuff and, and people it's like, I thought you guys were a combat sport podcast. I'm like, right. yeah, technically, but we, didn't, but we didn't feel like talking about it today. You know, this is, this is fun for me and, you know, and the homies over here. So, well, like you can only do so much of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can really only do so much of that. Like you, you, how many times can we have the conversation about, I don't know how Connor hasn't defended his belts 
about every single day, uh, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> about um, you know, like like who's the best female fighter ever? And like, is it Amanda or is it Rhonda or is it uh, Gina Carano? You know, and it's like, well, it all. De- yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it all depends on like what generation, right? Because you're, t- you're we're talking about the the wrestling earlier, and you're like I'm like, oh, Stone Cold. You're like, ah, fucking Attitude Era. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But, well, you I know, love the Attitude Era. era. I love it. But it's also, I mean, it's like that for MMA too, you know, where yeah. like, okay, you have these generations of fans and stuff like that. Like uh, Keith Hackney used to have a gym like right down the street from me. And, uh, you know, he was in what, UFC 3 or something like that? Like he, he's one of the, early, the guys from the early days. I thought he was in uh, UFC 1 when he fought Emmanuel Yarborough. Was that one? I, I, I think he may have been one or two. No, I don't think it was one, maybe two. Maybe two, close two, enough, two, you know. UFC three. Between one and three. <laughs> well, my point is, is he was in one of those real, like, early, early ones. Right. Before it was cool to do, you know. He was just going out there being a tough guy, you know. But, uh, um, you, you know, you can only have those conversations so many times. Yeah. Before you start all arguing the same point, you're just trying to find different words to say it in, you know. Sure. But, uh, I did forget one of our sponsors over at Veteran with Sign, and I'm sorry, guys, but uh, Mission Essential Gear. Yep, I was gonna uh, say that one. That was the fourth one you got on there. Yeah, they're 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 uh, it, it's a new relationship where uh, but we've decided we're going steady. So you know, it's nice. uh, it's oh, nice. I guess I guess uh, he liked it so much he put a ring on it. Well, you know, but hey, guys, thank you so much. Hang in there for a second. Before we go, I want to answer his question because he said, uh, dude, what happened to season two of the Combine? All right, so VMAG let me know that they have some technical difficulties with their internet, and that's why uh, it is not posted yet. They do like a football Combine for jiu-jitsu before the season starts. So, uh, again, that's what happened to the the live, uh, you know, stream of... uh, of the combine however i heard that it was going to be posted soon so be on the lookout for that also want to send a shout out to seth tatum uh egghead warrior pointed out that he finally got his purple belt because of the pdf so shout out to seth tatum man that dude was he was a killer even as a blue belt that you're like man i got that guy's uh competing with this guy so and he was good he was good so shout out to him on his purple uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all your support, tuning in and listening to us talk, you know, like you do every week. Uh, also, follow Veteran with the Sign on Instagram. They got some funny shit, man. So, and again, some of the stuff is military lingo that I don't understand, but, you know, some of the other stuff I do understand, and it's fucking hilarious. Anyway, guys, go ahead. Sorry, I, just to interject real fast. If you guys are uh, military, uh, law enforcement, or just like whatever your profession is, if you consider yourself a veteran in whatever your field is, uh, it, it, send us a DM. Let's come up with a with a sign idea and and get you featured on the page if you're interested. Hell yeah! And uh, I'm gonna go uh, in a little bit and repost that Tulsi Gabbard one because not awesome. only not only is she a great American, she's also hot. Okay. Anyway, uh, Tulsi, uh, 
That's not going to happen. But anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.